All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, all the good things, however you're finding this. Welcome to episode 65 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got a lot of great stuff for you tonight. Also, some updates regarding Go Tell It to the Wall, the podcast, the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. So, let's just get right into it. Let's get right into it. As usual, social plugs gotta be shameless at the top of the episode here. If you want to follow us between episodes... You can do so on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod. Follow at TellTheWallPod. You can also follow my personal Twitter account, which is at MagicMuppet. That's right, at MagicMuppet. Follow that one as well. Going to get all kinds of little tidbits of common sense throughout the week between episodes and all that good stuff. You can, of course, still like our page on Facebook until Facebook just completely explodes. We've got some news on Facebook tonight, actually. Uh, and you can do so at facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Having a little bit of microphone issues. I, I've been readjusting stuff in the studio all week uh, due to just a lot of changes happening and stuff. And uh, hopefully this is going to come through clearly. Uh, anyway, you can also find us on YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, search go tell it to the wall, subscribe to our channel. All kinds of good content, video content up there, including clips from the podcast and many, many, many other videos. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out. Subscribe. All the good things. Do what you do on the social platforms. You know you're subscribed to a bunch of idiots on that platform anyway. Subscribe to another idiot. Subscribe to Go Tell It to the Wall podcast uh, as as our market as one of our marketing and and, and someone that helps us with the podcast says. Uh, don't be a dork. Listen to O'Rourke. That's right. We're going to start using that a little bit. Have some fun with it. Uh, and of course, most importantly, encompassing of all those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there. Uh, you're going to get access to all that stuff that I just mentioned, which will link you straight to social platforms and all the good stuff, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, but you're also going to find some stuff that's not available anywhere else. Uh, pictures, videos, that good stuff, some biography biographical stuff and, and of course links to our patreon page and now I'll, I'll get in a little more details on it uh but links to our indiegogo page which is now living living past the end of the actual campaign uh so make sure you head on over to sean o'rourke live.com you're gonna get access to all that stuff and uh as well as the blog posts that are going up uh shortly here they're all done it's just a matter of having time and for those of you on the live feed you can see i've been working furiously uh to get all of this new content up. I've been editing videos. I've been working through a bunch of stuff and I've literally hurt my wrist in doing so, which this isn't a new thing. I do it quite often when I'm doing a lot of editing and all that good stuff. Uh, and unfortunately I've, I've have to be braced up this week, uh, just so I don't make my wrist even worse, but that that's just the amount of work that we're putting in to bring you all kinds of good content. Uh, and don't forget in Patreon, you can also access Patreon, uh, through SeanOroworkLive.com, help us out if you want to support the show financially. Uh, it helps incredibly. Every little bit helps just because, you know, this is me talking to a wall, uh, but also trying to put out as much content as possible to you. And, and through through the help of Patreon and Indiegogo, we're able to bring new content to you uh, as well as, which we'll get into, there's going to be announcements coming up and everything else, so look forward to that. But new, new, new stuff coming out very, very soon. Uh, speaking of Indiegogo... We have been promoting the Indiegogo campaign for the past month, two months, whatever it was, two months, I think. <clears throat> and uh, it finally ended just a few days ago, uh, actually almost a week ago. I just haven't had a chance to, to go on and shoot an update video. And I'm, I'm backlogged with everything. Uh, but we did fortunately hit our goal, thanks to many of you out there. Uh, and what I'm going to do throughout the rest of the episode tonight is I'm going to be calling out some people who are Indiegogo supporters and, uh, and and make sure their names are mentioned. We're going to get into more of like the actual perk stuff. If you're not familiar with Indiegogo, uh, some names are going to go up in the studio wall here for those that, that hit a certain tier uh, as far as perks go. And then we have all kinds of other stuff going out. Stickers going out, uh, like hand, all the, all, just all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, but one of those things is a mention on air. So I'm going to get some of them in tonight. And we'll continue to do this over the next few episodes just to make sure everyone's getting kind of you know, they're, they're due when it comes to uh, to getting the recognition for supporting the podcast, supporting the podcast, the YouTube channel, really everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall. 
Uh, so we're going to do that throughout the evening. But even though the Indiegogo has ended the actual campaign, the original campaign, it is still living right now. It's going to be living at least for the next six months, uh, likely beyond that. So it's just going to stay up there. And if you still want to help support the podcast and the channel financially, you can do so through Indiegogo. And, and you can give us a dollar. You can give us $5, whatever it is, $10. Every little bit helps. Uh, so, you know, if you don't want to do the Patreon thing, I know some people just don't like to do the Patreon thing. That would be a way to do it. Just one off, help us out financially and and help us continue to grow because we're just constantly growing and we want to continue to grow and bring even more and more content to you. And like I said, new content is coming soon. Literally working on it. Uh, I've actually got, I got a new beer shipment the other day. So new beer reviews are coming. We're finally getting back to the beer reviews. And we kind of stepped away from that for a little while just to focus on some other stuff. Uh, but we're getting back to that as well as some other new content that is going up on the channel. Uh, so look forward to that and some new... I, I've been teasing it. We're, we're looking at a new podcast format in addition to Go Tell to the Wall or traditional format that we've been doing for, oh my gosh, almost two years now. Uh, we're we're fastly approaching... Fastly? Rapidly approaching two years. Uh, so that's still going to continue. It's not going anywhere, but we do want to... We want to keep it lively, bring new content to everyone, bring new perspectives to everyone, which I try to do as much as possible. So thank you all of you for listening. Uh, and this opening segment, in fact, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna uh, some of these segments are gonna be brought to you by people who have actually contributed to the Indiegogo. And in fact, for this the entirety of the episode of this episode, one of our contributors, who actually happens to be a close friend of mine, uh, Eric Zeichner. This episode is in part brought to you by Eric Zeichner, who is a very, very uh, giving individual and has helped us out in, in a very large way financially through the Indiegogo campaign. So thank you to you, Eric. Uh, and, and this episode is brought to you in part by Eric and his Indiegogo contribution. That's right. Uh, hopefully he's going to actually listen to this episode. I don't think that he gets around to listening to every single one of them, uh, but I know Seth Rosenberg, who is also a patron, a patron and an Indiegogo supporter, uh, is likely going to tell him, hey, hey, make sure you listen to that episode. Uh, and we're gonna we're just going to pepper those throughout the episode, maybe segments, broad, whatever it is. I just want to make sure we're getting recognition. We're going to continue to do that recognition as well, even beyond this episode. So if your name doesn't get mentioned and you made a decent contribution to the Indiegogo campaign. Don't worry. We're going to get your recognition out there as well. Uh, we're also going to shoot some videos specifically just for the Indiegogo campaign that are going to be coming out soon. So look forward to that. Oh, beer this week. Oh, I'm excited about this one this week. I was, I was hoping that our on-air uh, stats and information and slash producer was going to be here, Chris Hassong, and I'm sure he'll join later and he'll catch up on the episode. But this is, I always joke, because I'm an IPA guy. I'm a pale ale guy. I'm an IPA guy. I like the hoppy beers. Uh, and a lot of people don't like those. And I get it. Because <laughs> they became real cool and people were like, yeah, it's okay. Nah, 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 I don't actually like that stuff. Uh, and what's happening now is breweries, especially craft breweries, are finding ways to kind of cut that. Uh, still make it an IPA but have other things in there. And this would be a great example of that. This would be the Sierra Nevada Flipside Red IPA. That's right. Sierra Nevada Flipside Red IPA. It's super tasty. You get that hoppiness in there uh, because it is an IPA. It's high in hops. However, because it's a red IPA, that's right, a red IPA, you get a little bit of a different flavor to it. It definitely it has a red flavor to it, but actually... I'll be honest with all of you, I, I, I use my wife as a guinea pig who does not like IPAs. Uh, and I was trying one of these yesterday because I wanted to try it out. I'd never had a red IPA and I wanted to see how it was uh, and tried it out yesterday. I actually handed it to my wife and I said, hey, try this out. And without telling her anything, I wanted to see what she thought. And she said, you know, it tastes, uh, it, it tastes a little like a brown, almost like a brown ale, you know. And I said, that's exactly what I thought. And that's what you're getting here is you're still getting some hoppiness, but you get a little bit of a, it's cut by that, that red, that the red ale in there, uh, which I don't, it's not actually red ale in there. It's just the way they brew it, uh, but it cuts it and makes it kind of closer to like a brown and much smoother. So if you're not an IPA fan, but you're a pale ale fan or you're a red fan or a brown fan, honestly, uh, this would be one of one to try. I can, I can tell you that. And in fact, while we're talking about, about Sierra Nevada, I actually held on to this one. Uh, 
something I had yesterday, and I wanted to hold on to it and share it with all of you. This is another one from Sierra Nevada. They're doing some crazy things with their IPA. This one is called the No Middle Ground, uh, and it's a coffee IPA. So it's ale with coffee added. Uh, and again, I've actually, I actually hand this one to my wife and said, hey, try this, and she actually really liked it someone who does not like IPAs at all. So I think if you like a little coffee flavor in your beer, and even if you're not an IPA fan, try out uh, that one as well, the No Middle Ground Coffee IPA, both from Sierra Nevada. The No Middle Ground Coffee IPA, as well as the Flipside Red IPA. I'm a big Sierra Nevada fan. Uh, they're, they're a large brewery, but they're still family-owned and operated, not owned by one of the larger companies and, and all that good stuff. Uh, so... I'm a big fan of theirs, and just they have tasty beers. They really do. They have tasty beers. I have I've never been disappointed uh, by Sierra Nevada. Speaking of beers, something I just want to share with all of you. Had a little bit of a timely, you know, instance this week. I guess you could say. Uh, so a couple days ago, this this week actually, uh, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I'd gotten a memory from last year. Those of you that have been following and listening to the podcast for a long time, you know that my grandmother. Uh, unfortunately passed away just about a year ago. And as I was looking through my memories, uh, that that day, this week, I can't, please, nobody get mad at me. I can't remember. It was like Wednesday, I want to say. Probably Wednesday. Maybe Tuesday. Might have been Tuesday. I'm looking through my memories, and, and there I am. I'm actually, I'm in Chicago. I checked into to the neighborhood in Chicago where, where my grandmother lived. I didn't think it, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember. You didn't think anything of it. Uh, and at the same time, I've actually been waiting for my beer shipment that comes every three months. Uh, it usually comes early in the month. And so it had been a little while, you know, and I was kind of like, where's my beer shipment? Where's my beer shipment? Sure enough, it comes that same day that I'm looking at that memory. And, you, well, yeah, whatever, just coincidence. Uh, yeah, but even further coincidence beyond that was these, these beer shipments I get, they're usually two breweries uh, and two different beers from each of those two breweries. And for the first time since I've been receiving these beer shipments, I actually received uh, beer from a brewery in Chicago. Not only in Chicago, but a brewery located on the south side of Chicago, uh, which if you're familiar with Chicago, you know this is a very, very, very Polish neighborhood. Uh, it's actually where my mother grew up and uh, where my, my grandmother and grandfather lived, obviously, when they were raising their children, uh, my mother and my aunts and uncles. Uh, so it was very coincidental. and just kind of hit me for a moment like, hey, that's cool. Uh, you know, maybe it was my grandmother saying hi to me. Uh, who knows? And it was just one of those timely things that, that I thoroughly enjoyed. So we're going to have some some awesome, awesome craft brews coming up on the podcast and some beer reviews uh, over the next couple, really next month or so, because we got a bunch of them. Uh, hey, Bridget. Uh, how's Phoebe feeling? Is Phoebe doing better? Bridget was not on our last episode too much because her, her youngest daughter uh, was not feeling well last week, was, was a little sick. So so happy to have Bridget uh, back on the podcast this week. Uh, a couple more things I want to point out. America's Got Talent. That's right. America's Got Talent. I am not a fan of the show usually. However, I have been a fan this season. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I have been uh, excellent. Phoebe's doing all better. Uh, I have been following America's Got Talent simply because I have some very, very good friends that are performing on America's Got Talent. They performed this past week on Tuesday. Uh, and actually, I'm not familiar with the show, but uh, they got the golden buzzer, which I think just put them straight through to the live round. So they're making it onto the live round. That would be the Angel City Corral. Angel City Corral, if you watch America's Got Talent, I've mentioned it. They did, for their first performance, performed their, their cover of Africa. And they put out another fantastic performance this week on America's Got Talent. Uh, so make sure you're following them. If Even if you don't watch America's Got Talent, Common Sense says we support friends, and we support friends of friends. And since I consider all of you friends of mine, you should be supporting them as well and supporting the Angel City Corral featuring the amazing Juliet Rice, who is my little big sister, fondly my little big sister, uh, as well as Julie Serber, Talim, and Megan Bradford. Apologies, Julie, if I am pronouncing your, your last last name correctly. Julie got married uh, less than a year ago. So I know her really is Julie Serber. Uh, but, uh, and and it, Talim, I think I'm pronouncing it correct, but I've never actually like <laughs> said it to her. This, this happens constantly, especially in a digital world. You know everyone's last name, and you don't always know how to uh, pronounce it. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's just an odd thing. Uh, so Julia, Julie, and Megan, congratulations to all of you. I will be watching closely and voting as many times as humanly possible uh, once you guys move on to the live rounds. One more thing I want to mention. I'll hopefully have some fun stuff for you next week if you're in the L.A. area. I'm not worried about promoting this right now because I've got my tickets. That's right. This weekend... The amazing show Puppet Up is happening once again here in the Los Angeles area. It's actually happening at the Jim Henson Studios right there in Hollywood. I'll be out there Saturday night. If you are going and you listen to the podcast, make sure you track me down. Say hi. Give me a hug. Give me a high five. Tell me, punch me in the face. Tell me how terrible the podcast is. Whatever whatever floats your boat, you know. I'll probably have some stickers on me if you want to grab a official Go Tell to the Wall podcast sticker. Uh, but definitely check out Puppet Up. It is one of the greatest performances you can find. It is by far the greatest performance, like puppet performance, you will see anywhere, uh, and possibly one of the greatest performances you'll see anywhere, just overall. Puppets or not, overall. And that's how I'll be spending my Saturday evening. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that. All right, let's get into some social media. Oh, social media. We got to give a give a little good on you. A little good on you to YouTube. YouTube finally putting their foot down. That's right, putting their foot down. Uh, so on Wednesday, YouTube actually removed four videos from the channel InfoWars. That is the Alex Jones channel. If you're not familiar with it, I'm not going to promote it. The guy's a son of a bitch. He's a bigoted asshole, and he likes to go after dead children. It's kind of ridiculous. I don't know why anyone in their no one in their right mind watches this. If anyone's watching it, uh, they're they're not in their right mind. You need to get checked out because it's just a, it's a bunch of bullshit floating around on the internet, and uh, Alex Jones is is a stain on the existence of humanity. It really is it's just just a terrible, terrible person. What's happened was they removed four of his videos, and they actually gave him an official strike. They suspended his channel, uh, and gave which his channel is uh, he can't do any live feeds for ninety days, ninety days. And in addition to that, he has received an official strike. And if you receive three strikes, this is so stupid. From that this YouTube, you don't get a good on you for this whole strike thing. Uh, if you receive three strikes over a certain amount of time, then your channel just gets removed. And we all know that's not going to happen because they like the clicks and they like the two million subscribers that Infowars has. Uh, but for the moment, we'll give a good on you to YouTube for actually putting their foot down. And, and I wish they'd put their foot down and on Alex Jones' neck. Literally and figuratively. I don't condone violence, but I would love to put my foot on his neck. I don't care. I'm, I, you know, I. This is one instance where I will condone violence. That 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 person does not deserve to have a platform. He is a terrible human being, and Infowars should not exist. Period. I don't care. Oh man, freaking Alex Jones. God, it just it makes me sick. It makes me sick. It's worse than that Logan Paul and no Logan. Whatever. It's a, I can't. Logan Paul. I, whatever, Ryan Paul, I can't keep track of these kids. And Alex Jones is essentially a uh, a middle-aged, overweight kid. That's what he is, so I'll just call him a kid, too. I really don't care. Oh, uh, we got some news from Instagram. Not really news. It's actually just something that's, that's being uncovered a little bit. So we've all heard the term, like, Instagram model and all this other stuff. Well, Instagram is getting themselves in a little bit of hot water over pornographic material that's right pornographic material and what's happening is now nudity and that kind of stuff pornographic obviously nudity is not allowed pornographic material is not allowed uh you know they 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 take that stuff off of instagram it gets removed pretty quickly as quick as they can uh, and what's happening is people that are posting these inappropriate things have found ways to get around it. So instead of using stuff like hashtag porn, hashtag pornography, they're using other hashtags to kind of get around that, and they're not getting found as quickly. And apparently, if you really want to try on Instagram, you can find quite a bit of pornography. Now, let's unpack this for a second. Let's just unpack this for a second. Here's the thing. I understand people want to get out there. They want to be famous. You want to be an Instagram model. But you know what? Instagram is actually for people 13 years of age and older. You have technically have 13-year-olds on there, and we're not going to be ignorant and pretend that there aren't children younger than 13 on there. Here's the thing. Why do you need to put your pornographic content onto Instagram? You can't tell me that there's a bunch of adults out there that are like, oh my God, where can I find my porn? We live in a day and age where you just pull up Google. It'll take you five seconds to find pornography. You don't even have to buy pornography anymore. It blows my mind. 
that people think it's okay. Let's just let's just put this on this. Why? Why? Find something better to do. And what's happening is the, the infrastructure team at Instagram can't keep up with all of these things. They're doing their best. They can't keep up with all these things. Uh, I should point out that Instagram is owned by Facebook. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Terrible content coming out of a platform that also is owned by Facebook. That's right. I just it's, It blows my mind. Blows my mind. Oh, I forgot to mention the social media section this week is brought to you by the Garretts. That would be Justin and Laura Garrett, big fans of the show and also contributors of the Indiegogo campaign. So thank you. And like I said, this segment is brought to you by the Garretts and their contribution to Go Tell It to the Wall. Oh, oh let's, I just, I can't. Like, it's Alex Jones, pornography, which, what's the world coming to? Well, I'll tell you what it's coming to. It's coming to hashtag the hunt for the Trump tapes. This is a hashtag that's currently trending on Twitter and really all the platforms. I don't. I try not to spend too much time on Facebook except when I'm live streaming like we are right now. Because, you know, that's what we got to do. Well, this hashtag, the hunt for the Trump tapes, is actually pertaining to a show on Viceland. And this is a show featuring Tom Arnold, who is constantly saying that he has information on the Orange Menace and can bring him down, and this show on Viceland is going to follow him as he continues to uncover all of these things and try to find the the Trump tapes, the hunt for the, I, you know, it's just very strange. Very, you know, if the tapes are out there, that's fine. And obviously, there's some tapes out there. I'm actually that's going to be next episode. I I could I didn't have time to unpack that for this episode because I've got holy crap, do we have some stuff to talk about with that? Uh, but we're going to follow this. Hashtag the hunt for the Trump tapes. Let's see if Tom Arnold uh, can actually uncover anything. Personally, I don't trust the guy that married Roseanne Barr. Like, you know, how intelligent can you be? But maybe he'll surprise me. I don't know. One day I will also tell you a funny story about my friend Mikey's uh, host of HadyCast. Uh, my friend Mikey's experience <laughs> meeting Tom Arnold, which is very funny. Uh, but it's just not appropriate for this particular episode of Go Tell to Wall Podcast. So let's move along. Hashtag three words I cannot stand. Hashtag three words I cannot stand. This is one of those cool trending things where you can go on there. You can laugh. You can get upset. You can do all of the things. Uh, this is, and you know what's funny? I'm just going to encourage all of you to go on there and, and look through this yourself. Because when I first, I mean, one of them is hashtag three words I cannot stand. President. Donald Trump, that's right, President Orange Menace, as we so fondly call him. Uh, but as I was scrolling through here, I wanted to see funnier stuff, like three words I can't stand. You, know, you find those words that people hate out there, and I'm not going to use them because I know people listen to this podcast that hate those words. I really thought that's more of what we're getting into with this hashtag three words I cannot stand. However, we did run into three words I cannot stand, uh, hashtag three words I cannot stand. I'm pro-life. Uh, no, you're pro-birth, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, you scroll down a little further. Uh, I am pro-choice, which here comes, you know, and this is the thing. I'm, I'm not going to get into the pro-life, pro-choice, abortion discussion here. I have said since I was a teenager, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this. I'm simply not. You know why? Because I don't have a uterus. I don't have a uterus. I don't know what it's like to go through that. So therefore, I, I don't feel like I am allowed to have an opinion on it. Now, obviously, if you were to hold me against a wall, I lean a certain way, and anyone that listens to the podcast knows how I lean. When my wife was pregnant, we were, gonna, we were keeping the child no matter what. You know, she has developmental dis disorders, we're keeping. Doesn't matter. With the exception of, as soon as my wife's in danger, gone. Gone. Now, I'm incredibly happy. It's the light of my life, my daughter right now. But that's really where I stand on it, beyond just the fact that I don't have a uterus. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this. I'm just not. We don't have women legislating what you can do to my urethra. You don't. You don't have women legislating if you can have boner pills. You don't. So I, I can't have really have an opinion on this. But I will say this gentleman, Brian Kemper, hashtag three words I cannot stand. I am pro-choice. Yeah, that's four words, you dumbass. That would be four, I am pro-choice. Now, he has all his stupid reasoning for this, and I'm not going to get into it. No, you're not. You're pro, but blah, 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 blah. You can't even get the freaking words right, dude. Come on. Give me a break here. 
completely off the cuff because I didn't even notice that post earlier. Didn't even notice that one. Uh, older. <laughs> Hashtag older people sayings. Hashtag older people sayings. This one's kind of funny, but I'm also realizing this is a generational thing. So when again, when I first pulled up this hashtag older people sayings, I thought I was going to find more stuff that like my grandmother said, you know, it's like, well, it's kind of racist, but, but you don't know any, I, I don't know. No, it's not quite. What's happening is here's this generational, I don't even want to call it generational divide. It's just generational difference. So what happened was everyone's posting this hashtag older people sayings, and it's basically all stuff that are parent. and these are probably younger kids, so this could be their grandparents at this point. It's kind of like the same thing my grandmother would say, you know, and it's all just kind of stereotypical sayings that you would hear your parents say to you. Uh, and in fact, one of them was, uh, shit or get off the pot. Yes, I, I, I've used that term. I'm not that freaking old. And, and my parents used it like it's not that big of a deal. And that, like there's a whole slew of them. Hashtag older people sayings. You're as slow as molasses in January. I don't even that. That's like a southern old person because pe- people get like what? What does that even mean? Hi, Chris. Uh, you have you have champagne taste on a beer budget. My father has definitely said that. Uh, turn on a light and you'll see better. Definitely. And and this person actually says, I miss my grandmother. Older, older people sayings. Hashtag older people sayings. Uh, I can relate. I miss I, as much as my grandmother would spew ignorantly racist things. I definitely uh, miss hearing that. Another one. Hashtag older people sayings. Roll down the window and ask for directions. What's what's interesting is you would think like, yeah, nobody, but it does still happen. It does still happen because let's say like, especially like in a downtown urban area where it's just real dense buildings and every, and I'm using urban in the correct way, not the way the orange menace likes all the stupidity that comes out. No, no. Urban being downtown city area, you know, navigation doesn't always help you there. You're looking for a certain bar. You you, you might have to roll down the window and ask someone or stop. So, you know, this, this, come, come on, let's let's get over it. Uh, but I did want to share one that my mother would constantly tell me when I was a kid, and maybe as soon as like the past, as recently as the past like year, when I couldn't find something as a kid, I'd come out of wherever I was looking for, and I'd say, "Mom, I can't, Ma, I cannot find it," and she would say to me immediately, "Did you look with your eyes open?" Hashtag older people sayings. Uh, now, in my mother's defense. 75% of the time, I walked back into that room and did find what I was looking for. So, in her defense, she wasn't wrong. But that would be my con- contribution to older, hashtag older people sayings. <laughs> Let's get into some TV film books, shall we? Oh. TV film and books this week is actually brought to you by Steve Embry and Elena Staley. Steve Embry and Elena Staley, thank you for your contributions to Indiegogo and your support of Go Tell Us of the Wall podcast, YouTube channel, Empire. I like to call it an empire, even though it's not my empire. Here's my studio where I do all of the things, uh, mostly myself with the help of Bridget, Chris, uh, Jen, and a couple of others, but really Empire. Very stark difference from that Fox show called Empire never even seen that damn show so i don't even know if it's stark difference maybe empire is all about some dude sitting in a studio talking to a wall i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe it's exactly the same pretty sure it's not oh tv film and books so bobcat goldthwaite he's in the news recently so oh let's get a little background here gotta back it up a little bit this past weekend at comic-con the director and I believe writer as well. Chris, help me out on that. Uh, I believe the writer as well, but director of both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, that first one, which was fantastic, and then that two-hour-long Baby Groot toy commercial, uh, he also wrote. So, really, like, he's kind of in the middle there. Fantastic, not so good. Uh, wrote, I, I believe wrote, but definitely directed. Uh, that would be James Gunn. He actually got fired by Disney from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, because of some tweets he had tweeted out years and years and years ago before he was even hired by Disney to produce these films. Disney has every right to fire him as much as I get on Disney about the stuff they do. They have every right to fire him. Every right to let him go. That is their prerogative. Let it go. (laughs) Bridget's appreciating that one. How many times have you heard that song, Bridget? A thousand at least. Uh, 
I don't even call it a deep cut because even if you don't have kids, you know that song. Uh, anyway, they let him go, and they have every right to do so. I'm, I'm not going to get on them about doing that as much as they get on Disney about stupid stuff. Uh, the fact I'm not going to get on them the fact that they have the right to do that. However, Bobcat Goldthwait took to, uh, not Twitter, but Instagram this past weekend. Uh, and we've talked about him on this podcast. He was one of the stars in the Police Academy movies. Uh, but he also voiced a character on the 90s animated Disney film called Hercules. <laughs> I don't even, that number's way too big. Uh, thank you, Chris. These are 10-year-old tweets from James Gunn that had come back to haunt him. Uh, so Bobcat Goldthwait, who was also the voice of a character on the 90s movie Hercules, the 90s Disney movie Hercules, uh, actually put this out. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But their work, they've worked on a new World of Color act that is a show they put on at Disney's California Adventure. Or have they just changed it to Marvel Land at this point? Whatever, they, whatever they're calling it now, I don't think they call it. They're not allowed to. I, I say they're not allowed to call it that anymore. You, you, you gutted it, and now just call it Marvel Land. Uh, Marvel and, and Pixar, whatever. It's got all that junk in it. But I digress. <laughs> they're doing this new show. And it's going to feature the voices from some of the characters from Disney movies. Uh, one of those voices is Bobcat Goldthwait. So he actually put out this this post on Instagram and said, I'm going to need you to not use my voice. I want you to not use my voice uh, because of your hypocrisy. And in fact, he not only points out the hypocrisy of someone being fired for something they were well aware of, and I'm not going to defend, I'm not going to get on Disney about the firing of James Gunn, but he brings up an excellent point. One of those other voices that's featured in that World of Color show, Villainous, would be the voice of the main bad guy from Hercules, Hades. He was actually voiced by the ridiculously terrible human being that is James Woods. Now, if you've taken a moment to look at James Woods' tweets on Twitter, you know that he is not a nice person. He's not a good person. He's, in fact, very bigoted. Very, very bigoted and hateful. So, they fired James Gunn for some satirical tweets, and I'm not defending the tweets, I'm not doing any of that. What I am doing is calling out the hypocrisy on the side of Disney. Calling out the hypocrisy. And in fact, uh, Goldthwait pointed out, like I said, that Gunn is not one of the only people that's done that, uh, and of course James Woods, but also the there was a 90s movie called Powder that was directed by a convicted child sex abuse offender named Victor Salva. I think we got a little bit of hypocrisy going on there, Mickey. Maybe do something about that. Do you need to hire James Gunn? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what's good for the goose is good for the gander, so get your shit together, Disney. Speaking of getting your shit together, yeah, and James Woods. <laughs> uh, we have given... Seth MacFarlane, quite a hard time on this podcast. Really, this I won't even say recently, like a year ago, when James Woods was really spouting off. And James Woods had been a voice on Family Guy. And Seth MacFarlane did nothing to address that. And not only was a voice... not only, I, actually, I actually enjoyed Hercules as well. Uh, it took my young cousins to go see it back in the 90s when I was in Chicago. Uh, it was uh, two of my young cousins' first movie in the theater. And Bridge is pointing out that she likes uh, Hercules, uh, which uh, I totally get it. It is a good movie. And and before we knew James Woods was a hateful person, uh, he was actually very amusing. But not only did Seth MacFarlane have James Woods as a voice actor on Family Guy, the high school in the Family Guy universe was called James Woods High School. Well, Seth MacFarlane finally put on his big boy pants and he's doing something about it. They are changing the name of James Woods High School in the show to Adam West High School. If you're not familiar with Family Guy, Adam West voiced one of the main characters, not main characters, one of the characters on Family Guy. He actually voiced himself, but a very satirical, over-the-top version of himself. Uh, and, of course, Adam West passed away probably about a year ago, maybe a little more. Uh, so they're changing the name of the high school, and they're also going to spend some time with that episode digging into James Woods. So I'm looking forward to that, and Seth, I'll actually watch your damn show again now because I look forward to seeing some of that. Continuing with the theme of uh, Disney and their hypocrisy, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, if you're not familiar with him, he's the director of The Last Jedi. 
He got a lot of crap on social media after that movie came out. Uh, and I'm not going to defend him. I'm not going to get on him. I thought the movie was fine. Uh, Adam West is the best. I 100% agree with you, Chris. And it should be Adam West. I mean, like, I can't believe it took him this long to do it. Anyway, Ryan Johnson, this past this past week, actually went onto his Twitter and deleted 20,000 tweets. 20,000 tweets. Like, essentially, just a year's worth of tweets. Deleted them. And when he was asked why he deleted them, he said, you know, I wasn't that worried that there was content out there, but this is the world we live in, and better safe than... And he, none of this is a quote, but he's basically saying, better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. Now, I want to... This is the thing. I have a note here. This is the world we live in now. It really is. But I encourage all of you out there, whenever you do any... Like, think about it. And what I always say to myself before I do something... And sometimes it, sometimes that voice just doesn't work. But I always say to myself, like, do I really need to shout this out into the void? 70% of the time I don't. And 20 of that 70%, like, maybe I do still post it. But here's the thing. Personally, I think I can go through all of my tweets, Facebook posts, and blah, blah, blah. Probably not going to find anything that's going to get me fired. And if it is going to get me fired, then fire my ass. Because if you're mad that I'm you know, talking crap about the Orange Menace or calling him out on his bullshit, fire me. I don't care. Fire me. Do it. I, I, I appreciate it, and I'll wear it like a fucking badge of honor. So you're, not, you're probably not going to find any, about, any of that about me. Uh, here come our Russian listeners looking for uh, any and all tweets that they can possibly find that would incriminate me in a weird way, but I'm, I'm positive there are no... Uh, there are no uh, no, I'm with you, Chris. I, I and that's the thing. It is the world we live in, and uh, and I think it's better safe than sorry. It is better safe than sorry. Uh, and I'm sure Ryan Johnson's going to come out of this. And I think Disney's going to get more flack. I don't know that James Gunn's going to get hired back, but we'll see what happens. Uh, not to mention that his his brother Sean Gunn is not a not a star of Guardians of the Galaxy, but like the character actor from both of the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So just the you, Like, he's there. You see him, you're like, oh, it's Sean Gunn. And he gets, you know, he's not a star, but he's the main character actor of the movie doing funny things and all that good stuff. So we'll see what happens there. I don't think Sean Gunn's passing up that paycheck. I wouldn't. I'd continue working. Like I said, it's Disney. it is Disney's right to fire him. Oh, some more film news. Oh, I'm excited about this one. I really am. I'm excited about this for, like, multiple reasons. We got an announcement from Ryan Reynolds, actually from Fox, but this is Ryan Reynolds, uh, was news regarding Ryan Reynolds, uh, has actually been tapped to produce a film that's in development at Fox. This film is actually a reboot of the 90s movies. I think there was three of them. There's definitely two. There's two with Macaulay Culkin. The 90s movies, Home Alone uh, and Home Alone 2, and I think they made a third with like a different whatever, but really a, a reboot kind of satirical reboot of the Home Alone movie called Stoned Alone. That's right. Ryan Reynolds is going to be producing Stoned Alone. This movie is, you can guess what it is. This revolves around a stoner that misses his holiday flight. Missed his holiday flight, so instead of trying to get on the flight, he just stays home and gets stoned. And then, of course, that leads to a bunch of paranoia and hilarity, I'm sure, but I'm excited about this for multiple reasons. It is a kind of a satirical version of Home Alone, which can be very funny. Just, I mean, throwing any of that kind of content in there. Uh, as well as Ryan Reynolds, who I admittedly have had a man crush on for a very long time. And then when the Deadpool movies came out, I was like, oh my god, man crush, like, times ten. And then, of course, I'm a big fan of stoner comedies. Just, sto just stupid stoner comedies. Uh, I am a huge Kevin Smith fan, unapologetic Kevin Smith fan, so I'm looking forward to this. Hopefully it'll get out of development at Fox. Uh, interestingly enough, it'll probably head on over to development at Disney because Disney is going, they're in the process of finalizing their deal to buy Fox, and that, that's it's just a matter of time uh, until that happens, so it's going to be interesting to watch, and I just, I enjoy stoner comedies. I, I really do. I really do. Oh, one more thing on TV film books really pertaining to television and this one, I, you know, I just want to call out some more hypocrisy on this one. So there's a show, uh, they simulcast it on A&E, but I believe it started out on a different network, one of the other A&E owned networks. And honestly, I don't even care where it airs. 
This is a show called, and it's been in the news recently because some stuff happened with one of the contestants, but I'm not even going to get into that. It's a show called Married at First Sight. They find people that want to get married at first sight, married to a random person at first sight, and then they get married and supposedly they follow them through this process. The reason I bring this up, the reason I bring this up is we always get such pushback from a certain side of the aisle, certain religious right people who are saying, you know, especially when it was really big in the news and we're fighting for it just tooth and nail for same-sex marriage. Always opposing it. And the reason they, they lean on, especially the religious people, marriage is sacred. You, marriage is sacred between a man and a woman. And between a man, okay, whatever. Sacred, sacred. Where are all those loudmouth sons of bitches when we have a television show on where people literally don't know each other? Don't know each other. Get on a show, get married without even fucking knowing each other. Right? Where are you now? If marriage is so sacred to you, where are you now? That's my challenge to you, religious people that don't really listen to my podcast. Where are you now? Because that's hypocrisy at its finest right there. Just admit that you're a hateful person and opposed to same-sex marriage. Not that you care about the sanctity of marriage, how sacred marriage is. Because that's just your bullshit excuse. That's all it is. BS excuse. And we're not going to put up with it. See right through it. See right through it. Ugh. Makes me sick. Let's move on a little bit of sports. Oh, I got some sports. I just have some funny sports stuff this week. Uh, and, in fact, the sports section this week is brought to you by Seth Rosenberg and Kevin Jones. Big fans of the show. And, actually, not only Indiegogo contributors, but also, also patrons of Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, so thank you, Seth and Kevin. This sports section brought to you this week by Seth and Kevin, and thank you for all you've done to support the podcast, the channel, and all that good stuff. We got some news out of Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Actually, I think this just happened last night, actually. Uh, so let me give you a little background on on baseball. A lot of times when you go to stadiums, and uh, you're gonna any new stadium you're going to see this, you know, they're digital scoreboards where they're showing you stuff on the scoreboards. Some of these older parks like Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, they still have these manual scoreboards where there's a dude in like the outfield putting up numbers from behind with scores on them and different things, just putting it up there. What happened last night or this week, I'm nobody quote me, I'm not positive it was last night at Wrigley Field, was one of those metal scoreboard tiles actually fell and unfortunately hit a 19-year-old fan right in the head. Right in the head. This is a foot-long metal tile. It's 12 inches long. Metal tile. Uh, now, fortunately, he was okay. Uh, got five staples in his head to, to seal up the cut. But I bring this up because, and not only, thankfully, he's okay, but apparently doctors said that it could have been worse for him if he had not been wearing a plastic bucket on his head. Plastic bucket on his head. I'm sure he's wearing his rally cap or had a few beers, whatever it might have been. Uh, and and to, to clarify, this wasn't like his fault, like he went into, no, no. He didn't go in anywhere, that, you know, he wasn't drunk and went in anywhere. No, no, it just, it fell on his head. But fortunately, because he was wearing this plastic bucket on his head, uh, it saved him from further damage beyond the five staples in his head. Uh, so, so that 19-year-old uh, Cubs fan, I assume he's a Cubs fan. I guess he could have been a fan of the other team, but probably living in Chicago at Wrigley Field there. Uh, glad you're okay, and uh, and I guess keep wearing plastic buckets on your head because it might have saved your life there. I don't know if it saved his life, but it saved him from further injury. Uh, man, now I'm looking at scores. Chris, why are the Red Sox losing to the Twins, man? That makes me upset. Anyway, we got a little more sports here. I put this one in sports because it pertains to the family of a very, very famous, internationally famous soccer player uh, by the name of David Beckham. Brooklyn Beckham is the son of David and Victoria Beckham, if you're not familiar with them. He's actually 19 years old. Uh, he's been posting photos, has posted some photos of his tattoos on like Instagram and Twitter, and he's got a few tattoos on his body. 19 years old. 19. And if you're familiar with David Beckham, guy's got tattoos going all up and like he's just covered in tattoos, covered in tattoos. Well, what's happened is people have seen these photos on social platforms and everything else, and they have started to go after Victoria Beckham saying, 
How can you possibly let your son do this? Yeah, think about that. Brooklyn Beckham is 19 years old. 19 years old. He can go get any tattoo he wants. He doesn't need his parents' permission. On top of that, his father is covered in tattoos. Covered in tattoos. What do you expect? Here's the thing. It's all his choice. Just first off, he's 19 years old. It's his choice. He doesn't need his mommy's permission here. Uh, and secondly, mind your own damn business. Mind Who cares? Mind your own business. It's none of your business. Are his tattoos affecting your life? No. No. Find something better to do. Find something else to complain about. Go on Reddit and complain about something stupid. Get off the, you know, let the, let the kid live. He's 19. Who cares? You, you tell me there's not other 19-year-olds out there covering themselves in tattoos? No, there are plenty of them. I knew plenty of them when I was in college. Just covered in tattoos. Face and every Like, come on. Give me a break. Find something better to do. And it's okay, Brooklyn. Have as many tattoos as you want. Get one on your face. Just to show them what's up. Say, Billy, oh, yeah? You want to I'll show you a tattoo. Boom, face. No, don't get a face tattoo. <laughs> face tattoos usually don't end well. <laughs> I'm like, I'm no problem with tattoos. Put them anywhere you want. Like, face just seems like... It's going to hurt a lot, and it's just it's just there. Ugh. Socks loaded the bases twice tonight. Thank you, Chris. That's the thing. The the Red the Boston Red Sox, they either they're going to beat you 15 to 2 or you're going to beat them 1 to nothing or 2 to 1. It's like, oh man. Get a little tangented there. Ugh. All right, tech. Let's get into some tech. Our tech section this week is actually brought to you by Seth Cover, as well as Cynthia and Dan Samadamore. Thank you for your contributions to our Indiegogo campaign. Seth, Cynthia, and Dan for keeping the podcast and the channel moving along. Let's get into a little bit of tech here. We got some news from Facebook just this morning. Just this morning. This happened overnight. Overnight. Facebook stock actually plummeted. Uh, Facebook as a company overnight lost $123 billion in value. Billion, not million. Billion. $123 billion in value. Overnight, their stock plummeted. Uh, and this isn't due to all the controversy because they had a couple dips because of the controversy and the data leaks and everything else. This is actually due to lower earnings than expected. Facebook is not earning as much as expected. Yeah, keep sending me those boost ad posts, Facebook. Still not getting my money. It's not me that's affecting that by any means, but it's companies because companies are seeing that Facebook is really faltering here and nobody wants to put their content out there. We do live streams on Facebook, but we're moving to YouTube probably next week, doing YouTube live streams next week. So we'll see what happens. Facebook, do I, do I think Facebook is going to go away? No, I'm sure they're still going to be fine. Uh, and in fact, if I was an active investor, which I'm not, I have, I have a portfolio uh, but I don't actually do the buying and the selling and everything else. Uh, if, if I, But if I was an active trader, I'd be buying some Facebook right now. Because, you know, at very worst, even if Facebook's going to crash and burn at some point, it's going back up here very, very soon. So if you're an investor, you're a day trader, pick up some Facebook stock, for God's sake. Get some of that stock because it's going to be just fine until it completely implodes. But that's not going to be anytime soon. We're, we're a few years from them completely imploding. We just, we really are. And then Mark Zuckerberg will probably just disappear and we'll never have to hear from him again. That'd be fun. Oh, uh, we got some news from Microsoft and Xbox specifically. That's right, Xbox. Uh, they released a new adaptive controller like a couple months ago uh, for their Xbox, which and it just started shipping. Now, I, I say adaptive controller. What this is is it's a controller for the Xbox that's designed uh, for people that have a dis that may have a disability. And you can program it certain ways so that anyone who has a disability can then play games using this adaptive controller. I thought that was super cool. I actually only recently found out about this uh, simply because I'm not a gamer. I'm, I'm not a big, like, play the Xbox. And there, I think it's I think game. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Here's the thing with gaming. You know, I think it's fine. I think, I think it's fun if you enjoy it. It's just I never got into gaming myself like these crazy games. I can't keep up with them. I can't. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> Think about back in the 80s and 90s when like video games were just coming up and your parents were like, we playing video games all day. Where's that going to get you? <laughs> yeah, nowadays it can make you a freaking millionaire. Like there are literally millionaire professional video game players. Literally. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. There are literally millionaire professional game video game players. Uh, but 
I digress. I think this is important to give everyone access to video games. I think that's great, and I think Microsoft has, has done a great thing for that. And in fact, not only is it an adaptive controller uh, designed for people that may have a disability, uh, but actually the package is also adaptive. The package, when you order and it comes in, is, is very easy to open, and they have designed it that way for people that may have a disability and would have trouble opening packages uh, and obviously using controllers, whatever it might be. So I think this is good on you, Microsoft, good on you, Xbox. Uh, and I just, I making anything fun or relevant, accessible to other people is always a good thing. It's always a good thing. Absolutely. All right, let's move on a little bit. Ha <laughs> ha. We got a little style this week. Ooh, I love when we have a little bit of style. We almost had some last week, but I put it in a different section. We got some style this week. That's right. So, oh, my favorite brand. My favorite brand out there just recently announced their new collab, collab, collaboration. Collaboration. Uh, and for those of you who are not familiar with the podcast, my favorite brand overall is probably Vans when it comes to clothing and shoes. Uh, I own <laughs> well over 75 pairs of Vans currently, which is like nothing compared to real sneakerheads. Uh, they have announced their their new collaboration, and it's actually in conjunction with the Van Gogh Museum. The Van Gogh Museum. Uh, so we are soon, and they've unveiled some of the designs, we are soon going to have shoes and clothing from Vans that feature designs by Van Gogh. That's right. You get some Van Gogh shoes. And, I mean... Not only is it awesome just because Van Gogh art is very cool. I'm not a big art guy, but I do enjoy art to an extent. Van Gogh is fantastic. But Vans, Vans go, Van Gogh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And on that same note, I want to share something with everyone on the live feed right now. Speaking of Vans, I picked up a hot new, I didn't pick up. My wife actually picked up for me for our anniversary last week, the limited edition Marvel Vans that are the Deadpool edition. See that gum on? Oh, yeah. A lot of detail on these. And actually, they are leather high tops, which coincidentally is why my wife got them for me. Three-year anniversary uh, is actually glass or leather. So <laughs> she was like, sweet, and I know she wanted to get them for me. Anyway, uh, and I've been wanting these. I'm a huge Deadpool fan. I'm a Vans fan. I, they'll get worn a couple times, and they will stay with my collection with all of my other limited edition I, like I have limited edition Vans in my closet that have never been worn. I just... I, I have so many Vans, I can't get to some of them, and eventually I get to them. And then I have some just, they're super limited, and I wear them like once or twice, and it's like, <sighs> I'm going to leave them in there right now. I just, I don't want to mess them up. It's one of those things. I enjoy collecting Vans, and I'm really enjoying my new high-top Deadpool Vans. Oh, and I forgot to mention, uh, the style section this week is actually brought to you by, I need a couple of names here. Been running. It's actually brought to you by Amelia Tedderton and Dante Sematamore. Amelia Tedderton and Dante Sematamore, thank you both for your contributions to Indiegogo, to Go Tell It's the Wall podcast, YouTube channel, and all of the other good things. All right, uh, I do have one more style thing. Now, just both ends of the spectrum this week, both ends of the spectrum, wall fans. Tommy Hilfiger announced that they are coming out with some smart clothing, and this isn't the kind of smart clothing you're thinking of where you can answer your phone, you can get information, all this other stuff. No, no, no. Tommy Hilfiger has embedded some of their clothing with a smart chip. And this smart chip is actually going to reward you for wearing their clothes. That's right. You put on a Tommy Hilfiger sweatshirt. You go walking around outside. It's got that silly little chip in there. And they're going to reward you probably with more Tommy Hilfiger clothing. Maybe something cool. I don't know. I don't wear Tommy Hilfiger. I don't know what's going on here. However, I did find this interesting. This could have gone into tech, but I put it in style. And I just I don't get it. Like... Now we have rewards programs for wearing clothing. Like, I can't. That being said, if Vans had one, <laughs> I'd probably... All right, if Vans had one, I'd probably, I'd probably be down with it. Uh, however, this got me thinking, I would like to buy an article of this clothing and put it on a stray dog and see how many rewards I get. Well, that stray dog's running around my neighborhood. That's right. Stray dog's clothing. That's how it works. Uh, all right, let's get into some common sense. And I want to take a moment on this one. This week's common sense section is actually brought to you by Barbie Denman. Barbie Denman, fan of the show, actually close personal friend of mine, and in the past few weeks just gave birth to her first child, uh, a beautiful, beautiful daughter. 
that unfortunately was born a little bit early uh, and has had some issues, but they are getting through it and, and continuing to progress daily. Uh, so congratulations to Barbie and Coda. And of course, this common sense section brought to you by Barbie Denman. Oh, we got some news from Uber. Oh, those good old Uber drivers. You got to love them. Good old Uber drivers. Yeah, so we had an Uber driver in St. Louis was recently fired. The reason he was fired was he was filming, without consent, filming female passengers riding in his vehicle. Not only filming female passengers, but live streaming these female passengers to a little platform called Twitch that we have mentioned on this podcast. A little platform called Twitch. And what he did was he would ask people to rate these women without their consent, putting their faces on a social live platform, and then asking people to rate the women. Uh, and all I have to say to that is, yep, people are scum. People are scum. You can't trust you can't trust anyone. I trust you guys, Chris and Bridget, but you can't trust anyone beyond that. Trust my wife most of the time. No, all the time I trust my wife. Definitely don't trust my toddler. You should never trust a toddler. <laughs> oh, so we had some funny news out of Arizona. Uh, funny because nobody got hurt or anything, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't recommend doing this. You're going to get yourself in trouble. So there was a gentleman in Arizona recently, and we've had this heat wave hitting the entire country, and especially in the West, and it's hot in Arizona to begin with. I don't, I don't When it's like nice weather in Arizona, I don't want to be there. It's 100 degrees. It's crazy. <laughs> in fact, like this, that's what happened uh, uh, when, when I was, I was in uh, Arizona for, for my buddy Art's wedding. Big fan of the show as well. And I was like, oh, man, it's not too, this was, oh, man, was this April? And I was like, oh, it's not too hot. And he's like, yeah, next week it's going to be 110. And I was like, nope, nope, it's 110 here. And I'm like melting. It's 110. I'm like, nope, nope. I, air conditioning cranked, sitting inside. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. Uh, however, this Arizona man during the heat wave, uh, and on that particular day, it got up to 115 degrees. Actually went in the hospital with heat exhaustion, was treated for heat exhaustion, and was discharged from the hospital. When he went to leave the hospital, apparently he didn't have his own car, and it was very, very warm out. And what he wanted to do was go pick up a sandwich because he was very hungry. So he saw fit to jump into one of the ambulances that was idling outside of the hospital, took that ambulance on a joyride to go pick up a sandwich for himself, and of course the police were called. They picked him up and arrested him, and he was charged. Uh, however, I will point out that the police noted in their official report that he intended to return the ambulance after he picked up his sandwich. I wouldn't recommend stealing an ambulance or stealing anything for that matter. However, sometimes if you need a sandwich, you need a sandwich. And it was pretty damn hot to be walking outside. Although, I mean, call an Uber. <laughs> call an Uber, just hope you don't get filmed for Twitch and live stream for Twitch. I don't know. What do you do with that situation? Cab? I, 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 may, maybe he doesn't have any friends. I feel like I, if that happened to me, I would have some friend that could pick me up. I have a wife. I have to have some friend like Chris, Bridget, you guys would pick me up, right? I know you got kids, but you'd find a way. Like, you know, have a friend pick you up, sir. All right, this one, uh, this one hit me personally. For those of you that are familiar with the podcast, you know, uh, I grew up Catholic. Very, very, very active Catholic. Uh, helped to lead retreats, sang in the choir, was an altar server for a long time, uh, and actually helped to teach religious education. I think I've talked about it. The reason that I was no that I was no longer allowed to teach religious education was the use of common sense, literally the use of common sense while teaching a, a class. Literally. And I wasn't able to because I was using common sense. And I always say religion's fine as long as you're not hateful toward other people. You know, you don't take it out on other people. You don't try to affect other people just because you believe a certain thing. And that's fine. However, we run into situations like this. It's like I was talking about with same-sex marriage. We run into these situations. Uh, recently, in Charlotte, North Carolina, there's a 15-year-old girl uh, who grew up Catholic, who is growing up Catholic. She's 15 years old and goes to a fairly conservative church there uh, at St. Vincent de Paul. It was very frustrating because uh, I, I know a lot of great people that work for the organization St. Vincent de Paul uh, that wouldn't be this hateful. And this isn't going to hit as many people because you might say, who cares? Well, in the Catholic Church, you do this thing. You have this thing called communion. I'm not going to get into all the different beliefs on it. It's communion. They have very strict rules about receiving communion. One of those things is, uh, and technically, if you've sinned at all, 
sinned, you can't receive communion. This is like sin being uh, premarital sex, stealing a stick of gum. Technically, you can't receive communion. This 15-year-old girl uh, who's actually transgender has been go- taking hormones uh, since this past January uh, and dresses in pink and, and, and female clothing because she's a, she's a woman. She's a girl. She's a young woman, transgender. And what happened was she was refused communion at this church, St. Vincent de Paul. And when asked about it, the, the priest said it's because she had been chewing gum before that. And one of the rules in the Catholic Church is to receive communion. You're actually technically supposed to fast for an hour beforehand. I'm going to tell you right now, wall fans, common censors, that's absolute bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. Because they're not asking these people who come up to get communion, so when was the last time you ate, sir? No. Absolute bullshit. We all know the real reason she wasn't given communion is because she is transgender. And this is the hatefulness that comes out of churches. Religion is fine until you get to stuff like this. Hateful. Hateful, hateful. There's no excuse for this. No excuse. I'm going to tell you right now, wall fans, common censors, I'm not a practicing Catholic. However, my family is Catholic. My wife's family is Catholic. Occasionally, I do go to church. And you know what I do? I purposefully go get the communion. My wife sits and won't get it. My brother-in-law sits and most of them won't get it because technically you're supposed to go to, to uh, confession. You need to confess those sins. I don't do it because that's the thing. Spirituality and religion should also be personal. It's not some old dude sitting in Italy making rules. Group of old dudes sitting in Italy making rules. That's not what's important about religion and spirituality. And I think as soon as people, especially in this country, get their heads out of their asses and realize that, we're all going to get along much, much better. We are. We are. That one's just disgusting to me. I can't. It's just disgusting to me. I think the Catholic Church needs to do something about this. uh, Show that love is more important than hate here. And hopefully, because we do have a fantastic Pope right now, and hopefully Pope Francis will, will speak out about this as well, because come on, come on. Oh. A little more news. Mattel, unfortunately, has announced that they will be cutting 2,200 jobs. Mattel, the maker of Hot Wheels and Barbie, fan- actually fantastic facility out there in El Segundo. I've been there multiple times. I worked with uh, with Mattel on, on a few different things, uh, and uh, marketing-wise for, for uh, uh, some of their uh, home entertainment stuff. And fantastic facility. Great place to work from what I've heard. However, they are unfortunately having to cut 2,200 jobs. And of course, this is a byproduct of uh, Toys R Us closing. Toys R Us closing byproduct of that. Uh, and I got a couple more things here. I just want to get through them real quick because we are just about done for this episode for this evening. The White House has banned a CNN reporter from any press events at the White House uh, because they don't like common sense. I'm not going to get into it. Look it up. This is ridiculous. They've claimed that she was rude and all this other stuff. Uh, no, you orange son of a bitch. Uh, get it together. We, we, the people of this country, absolutely have the right to have media at the White House. We have the right to transparency from your fucking administration. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it because it's disgusting and you're a disgusting stain on this country, on this world, and on everything that this entire country and we as the people of this country stand for. And I'm sick of it. And it just continues. It continues. It continues. He's trying to move us toward a dictatorship where we just have these rich dudes sitting at the top that control everything. Yeah. Go watch Handmaid's Tale. On a lighter note, we do have a new brewery tasting room opening up here in Highland Park. So look forward to some cool beer reviews coming your way. This is the Sunset Beer Company. Uh, jumping really like to literally within walking distance of my house. Uh, so we're going to go out there. We'll do some on-location shoots and all that good stuff and have some fun with uh, Sunset Beer Company. Look forward to that, Chris. We'll do another little field trip. Chris likes to join on the, the beer trips as well. Uh, Bridget, hopefully it'll be next door to a, to a bar where you can have a drink. <laughs> Bridget does not drink beer. Anyway, that's going to do it for us this evening. Wall fans, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TellTheWallPod, at Magic Muppet. You can still like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash wall. Of course, check out our Indiegogo campaign. The campaign, the, the overall campaign has ended, but it is going to be evergreen, and you can throw us a couple dollars if you would like to help support the show financially. Every little bit helps. Uh, I'm, I'm literally sorting through new gear. Like, I've got a bunch of new gear sitting behind me uh, and some new stuff that's, that's still coming in that we're going to get into as well. Uh, and, and the more contributions we get, the, the more content that we'll be able to bring you, the more I'll be able to bring actually other people into the studio uh, to help out and do all the good things. Uh, fortunately, Chris and Bridget, out of the good, goodness of their heart, do not get paid 
They don't get paid. They, in fact, support the show financially themselves. Uh, so the, the more contributions we get, the more cool things we can do. That's that's what it is. Uh, and, of course, check out the YouTube channel. Just head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell Some Wall, subscribe, like videos, do all the good things. Uh, and, of course, all-encompassing of those things would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com, which will take you to all of those things, including the Indiegogo and, of course, the Patreon page, where you can also support the show financially, become a patron, get all kinds of good perks, stickers, good stuff, mentions on air, whatever else it might be. I can't not going to list all the perks <laughs> right now because I just honestly can't remember them. Usually I have to have them in front of me. Uh, so definitely check out SeanOWorkLive.com. Uh, pictures, videos, blog posts, all that good stuff. And, of course, make sure you're subscribing. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, music, whatever they call it, Spotify. Shout out to Podomatic, our hosts who do such a fantastic job over there, as well as any of your other favorite so uh, podcast platforms. You're going to find us on the majority of those. Stitcher, that's another. There's a whole, I can't even keep track of them. Just make sure you subscribe, share, tell your friends, listen, tell me how terrible it is. I always love feedback. Most of the feedback I get is really negative because people don't want to give good feedback. They just give negative feedback. It's, it's kind of awesome. I love it. Uh, and th that's going to do it for us. Wall fans, common sensors, thank you for joining. This has been episode 65 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter why you're doing it, and especially no matter who you are with, always, always, always use common sense.